Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Denae. I'm Anna Luther. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer, and coach. Um, right now, I'm based out of Connecticut, and I really don't like mayonnaise. That's that's all I can talk about right My now. My heart. <laughs> Alex, you like mayonnaise? Huge fan of mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it's, like, hidden in things, I'm okay, but... Mm, yeah there's something about it i just okay anna my my dad's side uh they eat i don't eat this at all but they eat banana and mayo sandwiches yeah it's really gross i think that's a southern thing uh but i've never ever liked it i have tried it obviously just you know because my dad loves them but i hate i hate it incredible (laughs) i figured you would love that one (laughs) I mean, like, I respect people for for having those, those, I find them strange. I'm sure they don't find it strange to, like, whip up a banana and mayo sandwich, but, oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> I am Alex Bochel. I'm an EDM and pop artist, or producer, I should say, from Newport News, Virginia, now living in Washington, D.C., and I make mostly gaming style EDM songs and try to collaborate with and sing on every single one of them. Yeah. All right. In today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about Orono by Alex Bochel and Anna Luther. I want to actually start with the lyrics of this song. What is this song about and what inspired you to write it? Well, I guess maybe we should start off with with Alex with that only because he was the one that gave me kind of a jumping off point when it comes to the lyrics. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. When, when Alex reached out, he basically was like, Oh, I have this concept mm-hmm. and I, uh, I don't have them up with me, but you actually, you gave me like a stanza from a poem, right? Yes. I have it up. I, I completely forgot that I did that. So I pulled it up right before this. <laughs> Perfect. So for me, that year, I was working for a nonprofit. It was my college fraternity. Mm-hmm. And part of the job was to live out of your car and just sleep on couches of people's houses uh, or with volunteers if they have an extra bedroom. Mm-hmm. And so I was traveling a lot that year. And I was really far north into New England. I had never been into the Northeast before. So that winter and fall and really the whole thing was completely new to me. And so I found this poem and it was talking about New England birds, how this writer didn't understand why birds would be living in the Northeast, um, just freezing all the time, not sure why they're not in the South. And I think the poem was called Old Man Winter, but the last stanza of it was, trees like snakes shed their rainbow skins as old man winter kicks in. The sound of leaves crunching, cold on the floor underfoot. Autumn's death has no memorial. Birds flying south, a eulogy. And so f- for me, the song was about being away from family and friends and my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, because I would go up there for three to four months at a time without ever coming back home to visit anyone. And so that's why I wrote the song. Um, and I found that poem and I sent it to Anna. Didn't really give her the background on why I wrote the song. 
and let her completely do the lyrics. And one of the coolest things was the way she wrote the lyrics, just it fit perfectly into what I had written the song about. So wow. I'll give her the chance to talk about the lyrics specifically. Yeah. So, I mean, I read it and it was kind of funny because um, Alex and I, we talked a little bit about it, but obviously he was going out for work and I had recently just moved up to New England. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both Virginia Tech alum. And so I had been there for probably around the same amount of time, but I was planning on making it pretty permanent at that point. And so I kind of n- not a complete reversal, but still it was my family was down there and um, down South. And I was just kind of coming from a similar point of view going, okay, am I forgetting people who are important to me? Are they forgetting about me? And I kind of took that kind of spin on it when I went for the lyrics. Um, And it was just more of this, almost like a conversation with someone where you're like, okay, we're in two different places. Um, Do we want this to work? Do we want um, that relationship, whatever it is, a friendship, a uh, romantic relationship? Like, how do you want that to last? Or what is that key thing that makes it change? Um, And I guess I kind of just tied in, you know, I knew it was, it really was a cold winter. And so I was just kind of like using that as inspiration, (laughs) using the music um, and being like, okay, what are those feelings, those emotions that get tied into that? So I just kind of took it from there and and ran with it. And it's especially cool how you described it being a conversation with someone who you are far away from, because that year when I was traveling, I had an extra phone given to me by the organization to use. And my own personal phone, it always died. And so I basically didn't use it the entire year and lost contact with almost every single one of my friends and a lot of family members up until that point. And so when I heard the song, it just hit me right in the heart. Cause I was like, this is like me talking to all of those people at once. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause it's like, those are things that you don't know. Mm. Um, until after the fact, right? So you you write something and it's a full, you know, collaboration. And at the same time, I probably got just as much out of the music that Alex wrote as he got from the lyrics that I added to it. Yeah. Well, that's also interesting because Alex, I can hear like in the production itself, there's, there's it's either like synths or something going on where I was envisioning like Frost. And so then hearing your explanation of that poem it just I don't know it's just very and then how you kind of like wrote the instrumental part like that um I I got that right off the bat so hearing yeah your inspiration it just totally um connects and I really really like that a lot so I want to learn more about your production process Alex um did you ever kind of like hit a roadblock along the way before you ended up presenting this to Anna? Yes, this one was a long, I took a long time to make this. Okay. And the, the my process, I started off writing the whole outline for the song mm-hmm. in like a four hour period. And after I wrote it initially, I think I may have spent a month or so on it on and off just making it sound a little cleaner before I sent it to Anna. But when I sent it to her, it was really bare bones. Mm -hmm. 
she was someone who I wanted to work with for a long time because she's from Virginia Tech. Mm. She has awesome songs of her own. And so I was waiting for a time when I had a song where I thought I could pitch this to her and see if she wants to work on it. Um, and so it was really bare bones at the beginning. It wasn't until after she sent me vocals that I started filling it out. And so after she sent vocals, I started putting in all of the different details, like the the frost sounds, like there's ice cracking in it. Mm. Um, there's thunder. There's in the intro, there's this thing called singing ice, which I had never heard about until I went, I was in Maine. And it's basically when a lake is frozen and cracks underneath, it sounds like little laser guns being shot out. Oh, and nice. so I found a recording of that and threw it in. And so it wasn't until after her vocals came in that all these different parts um, started to fall together. Mm. Anna, did you have a, any trouble at all when you were writing the lyrics for the song or the melody at all? You know, it was, it was an interesting process for me since I normally, um, I think that was probably one of the first times where I had written something or written lyrics after the music Mm -hmm. had already been kind of outlined for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was a little bit of, you know, some, some obstacles that I ran into in that respect, just trying to reframe, you know, my mindset as I'm approaching the song going, okay, there's technically, um, a melody that I can find if I listen to it, you know, it's one that I was like, okay, this, this works fairly well, but then having words fit in afterwards versus, you know, finding lyrics and then creating a melody right. that kind of fits it that way. <laughs> yeah. I totally relate to that. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a weird experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I normally kind of write like how you were talking about where it's like, um, you're writing the words and then the melody comes to you. So um, I can definitely see how that's like challenging, but that always makes us better writers too, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, as humans, we like things to make sense Mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. And I think something with songwriting that's so interesting, right, is that you can it's where you kind of break all the rules and you kind of fragment things into, it makes sense to me. It might not make sense to someone else or it makes sense to them in a completely different way, just by taking out like one word. Um, So yeah, writing in our typical process, it's like, Oh, I can write this complete sentence and then kind of move the melody around with it so that I can fit in all the words I want versus this way, you know, okay, I might just, lop off the beginning, lop off the middle, you know, and just try and fit it in. But I think it made for a really interesting, um, not exactly a puzzle, but at the same time you listen to the words and you're like, okay, how am I going to receive it? Which I think is a cool opportunity. Yeah. Well, very well done with this one. You guys, um, really enjoyed it as a whole, but Honestly, Alex, I really loved the production too. Like I said, with those like icy elements, I, I don't know. I hadn't really heard that. And so I guess I was just kind of taken aback, but in a very good way. Um, but I want to know what your guys's favorite lyric line is in this song. Oh man, that's going to be hard. (laughs) (laughs) I know, just like mentally singing the song to myself. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, going through the whole thing because I don't want to pick the wrong line. How do I choose one? 
Yeah, the song always stumps everyone. But I love to hear I, I love to hear everyone's perspective. I think my favorite would be the first two line or first line of the, the bridge, the tell me now am I too late or did you shut the door? I believe is the right uh <laughs> phrasing of it. And I don't know. I, I think the reason for me it's so powerful is because that line was just at the perfect part of the song where you already have most of the song behind you and you hit the, the first part of the bridge and it's quieter and then the ice risers come in and it kind of like shatters and then the vocals come in and that to me is the most powerful part of the song. Uh, her melody there and this melody there is so, so good and it just fits into the bridge so well. And so when she sings that line, that's always what's stuck in my head when I'm singing to myself or just thinking about the song in general mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I like that part too man um, <laughs> you're, you give a convincing argument Alex now I might have a change. um yeah I mean maybe I do like the build I like the lyrics there um I know I shouldn't reminisce but you've made such a mess of me um I don't know I think that that kind of is the one part in the song where it kind of gives a different point of view where it's not just oh kind of like I wish or I wonder or I'm thinking about the what ifs or I'm thinking about you it's more this is how it affected me directly and I think right at the change of the production and of the melody where Alex took it I think it was kind of a nice switch um, that kind of helped the song move in a new direction which was pretty cool. Do you guys have a favorite production element <laughs> mine is definitely the the singing ice mm-hmm. at the beginning it just it makes the atmosphere and i had never even heard of that phenomenon before yeah and so getting a recording of that to put in it just like filled everything exactly how i needed it to um and if anyone listens to the song and tells me they listened i always ask them if they like that part <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Alex there because that was, again, something I hadn't um, I hadn't heard before. So I remember listening to it going, what is that? And I like was searching it up, like Googling, like, what could this sound be? And looked at my job library and I was like, not, not something that I have. So that was really a neat thing. And it's a great way to start off the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, I really love that part as well. Um, what is, th- what's that one at the end though how you end the song uh I'm like trying to remember so I can like sing it to you but I don't even (laughs) um oh my gosh how do I how do you what what are you using to end the song do you remember Alex for the melody or the like the chords I think it's uh I want to say it's some sort of synth but it does sound like an ice like effect or like something that makes it sound frosty. So I didn't know if that was, I think you use it again, like throughout the song maybe. Um, yes. But I just really love how it ended. 
as well. So I wanted to know what that was specifically. Yeah, so I think it's, it's a combination of a couple of things. The I found a good ice-shattering sound that I just distorted and pulled apart and okay. edited to my liking. And so at the end, it kind of rises up. So I had the mm-hmm. ice-shattering, I made it longer, and then I reversed it so that it could kind of like swell yeah. and then hit, kind of like an impact. And so I had those right at the end. And so that gives it a really icy sound. And then the piano, there's a piano that's playing really softly um but it has kind of like a a fuzzy high frequency Mm -hmm. thing going on and that combined with the ice makes it feel really frosty at the end so i believe that is what you are referring to i think so too i i just i i yeah i don't know i just really loved the whole vibe of this song um do you guys have any other interesting cool facts about the writing the production or the recording process of this song? <laughs> I have. So at least from a, a collaboration standpoint, Anna was my first collaboration that I had ever done. And since then I've done, I don't know, five mm-hmm. more or so. And so I didn't really know how to collaborate with someone. And so when I sent it to her, I sent it to her. She asked me what it was kind of supposed to be about. I sent her that poem. Yeah. And then like we never talked on the phone or over zoom or anything. It was just Instagram. And I was scrolling back through the Instagram messages and we barely talked about it at all. She just, <laughs> she made the lyrics, made the melodies, sent it to me. I put it in the song and that was like, that was pretty much it. It was so seamless and there was so little communication. I don't know how it worked out so well. I know. I have to say that was I, w- I don't want to say that's like the only time it's ever been that seamless. It was just shockingly smooth <laughs> to be like, okay, I'll just, you gave me free reign and I was like, I'll go for it. And even, you know, afterwards when we were playing around with mixes, it just turned out so nicely right off the bat that there was very few edits um, or like any notes that I had. It was just one of these things where we both kind of had this vision on either end and we were able to to complete it pretty quickly yep nice nice oh i want to know where the song title came from right so i made that when i when i was talking about how i made a made the song in like a four-hour period Mm -hmm. uh it was while i was in the town of orno maine so that is the point where i was furthest away from my family and all my friends that entire year and I figured, given the subject of the song, it would be fitting for me to name it after the place I was when I made it. And also the fact that it was the furthest away I'd ever been um, just cemented that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was wondering because I I actually looked it up and I was like, oh, maybe it's about a city, but I didn't know from which state because there's actually more than one. Yep. Yeah. And it's such a small, it is a tiny, tiny town. So no one, no one knows about it. It's not like you name the song New York or Los Angeles and everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, (laughs) this is, it's just the name of the song. It looks cool. It's just how the spelling is, but no one, everyone always asks me what the heck it actually means. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, now can you guys tell individually the listeners where they can follow you on social media? And then if one of you could tell everyone where they can download and stream or no. Yeah, um, you can find me just 
by Anna Luther on Spotify, on Instagram. It's just luther.anna. Those are probably where I'm, uh, the two platforms I'm the most active on. Um, yep. And Alex? I am, Instagram is my most active one. I do, it's at Alex Bochel Music. If you do Twitter or TikTok or anything else, all of my profiles are at Alex Bochel Music. Um, and then you can find the song on every streaming service. Mm-hmm. If you have the choice of what streaming service, check it out on Spotify and YouTube. Those are the spots where it's the biggest at the moment. Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on my show. I really enjoyed learning more about this song and your guys' process. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lisa. This has been a blast. Yes. Thank you. download and stream the full song and learn more about the artist, please visit the description of this episode. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. Thank you for listening.